Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are your headlines. The Klamath Basin that encompasses areas of California and Oregon is getting $72 million in federal infrastructure funds. The money will be used to help protect salmon fisheries, modernize agriculture, and boost drought resilience. Work continues to demolish four aging hydroelectric dams along the Klamath River, which is being done in cooperation with local tribes. California's Attorney General Rob Bonta and nine local district attorneys have reached a settlement with a company for careless disposal of hazardous and medical waste at several locations across the state. The company, Quest Diagnostics, will pay nearly $5 million in penalties and change its operating methods so that they comply with state waste disposal laws. It's a challenge confronting some renters. They want to buy an electric vehicle, but they don't have a place to plug it in where they live. In response, California Assemblymember Kevin McCarty has introduced a bill aimed at increasing access to EV charging for people who live in multi-unit housing and without garage access. KQED's Laura Clivens has more. The bill would make it easier to build chargers along the street and in apartment buildings and condominiums. Sam Houston is with the Union of Concerned Scientists. She says California is transitioning to electric vehicles, but... Advocates, policymakers, everyone needs to be on the lookout to make sure that we're not leaving anyone behind or giving anyone a particularly hard time in this transition. And I would say drivers who live in multifamily housing or multi-unit dwellings tend to face more challenges when it comes to installing charging at home. Home charging is a cost-effective and convenient way to charge an electric vehicle. California mandates that all new cars sold by 2035 be hybrid or electric. For The California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. 
visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. We all know factories and vehicles emit greenhouse emissions that are heating our planet, but so do our homes. That's why the federal government wants to give homeowners money to replace gas appliances, install solar panels, and replace windows with ones that don't leak heat. And some California developers have taken the idea of low carbon retrofits a step further by creating so-called zero carbon homes. KCRW's Kaylee Wells toured a couple of different houses to find out more. Let's start with the luxurious, stunning one. Once you drive up past the carefully curated drought-tolerant gardens on this Malibu property, the zero-carbon home is your typical 16,000-square-foot mansion. Floor-to-ceiling windows, ocean view, infinity pool, just like a magazine cover. It could be yours for just under $29 million. Walking with us atop the low-carbon concrete foundation is its developer. Oh, it's so important to me. Scott Morris. It's really important for people to know that a lot of the low-hanging fruit items, um, such as the concrete, is cost-neutral. Meaning it doesn't cost any extra to use the planet-friendly material. And it's stronger and better than conventional concrete. There's also some higher-hanging fruit. The fireplace isn't actually burning wood and releasing carbon. It's a very convincing display of orange LED lights and water vapor. The ceiling and decks are made from recycled or reclaimed wood in California that's certified as sustainably sourced. Uh, The species is a radiata pine, which is a Monterey pine. The home itself is net zero. Some parts of making and running the house release carbon into the atmosphere. Call that a tick in the bad column. But other parts, like this wood, store carbon, canceling out the bad. It should altogether equal zero. It's cool, but not exactly within budget for most of us. It doesn't have to cost millions, though. What if it could cost the same or less than a typical single-family home? What does that look like? Yeah, do you want to see the rest of the house? Sure. Should we just at least... In a quiet neighborhood of Ventura, there's a much humbler 2,000-square-foot home that's just as eco-friendly. We wanted it to look as normal as it could, to essentially appeal to anybody that would want to live in a neighborhood like this. Dylan Johnson is the design architect who built this house. He opens up a tiny peekaboo door in the hallway wall that shows you what it's made of. Yeah, so this is what we call a truth window. Inside the wall, no wood, no metal studs, no cotton candy-looking insulation, just... So this is rice straw from the Sacramento Valley, about a day's drive away. Yes, the house is made of basically bales of straw, but you wouldn't know it. Straw stores carbon from its previous life growing in a field and is actually cheaper than conventional building materials. The idea for this house came from its owner. I don't know. I've I've had an idea about straw since the 60s. Yvonne Chouinard. He's most famous for founding Patagonia, the clothing company that's on a mission to save the planet. He wants to figure yeah, out how to do that beyond his clothing company. There's, uh, there's, I don't know, 10 different methods of making a house without using 2x4s and 2x6s and cutting down forests. But it's, it, there's just the inertia. And so I want to do something about it. And we did. He rents it out to a Patagonia employee named Kate Rutherford, who says her energy bills are very low thanks to the insulation that the straw naturally provides. I think over the course of the year, we'll have some pretty drastic fluctuations, but it feels very warm when it's supposed to be warm and very cool when it's supposed to be cool. It's pretty, pretty easy living. 
Both this house and the Malibu one are outfitted with the same climate-friendly fixings. They are cheaper to run than the fossil fuel alternative. Installing them is sometimes more expensive, but that's why the federal government is stepping in with rebates. So why are these low-carbon homes still so rare? Because contractors don't know how to build them yet, says Johnson. We kind of need to open our eyes to simple, low-tech, already existing things you can do. If anything, this house is lower tech in many ways, the construction of it, than a new stick-framed home. There's less engineering. You know, it's just using basic things from nature to create a home. Federal money for green building will hit California this year. Just as car mechanics have gotten used to EVs, building contractors may soon find straw walls and sustainable hardwood are just how you build in California. For The California Report, I'm Kaylee Wells in Los Angeles. And that's the California Report for Thursday, February 15th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great day out there. Support for the California Report comes from Monterey Bay Aquarium, inspiring conservation of the ocean through amazing live exhibits and global action to protect the ocean from plastic pollution, climate change, and overfishing. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.